0: Have you ever thought about why women like to put gifts in baskets? We fill them up when someone gets married or has a baby or to take a care package to a neighbor. But today, we're gonna to talk about a mom of the Bible who put her most precious possession in a basket and the woman who received it. Last month, we talked about how the Hebrew midwives, Shepra and Puah, feared God more than man. So when Pharaoh told them to kill all the male babies at birth, They did not listen. And then they saved all the babies instead. And we talked about how they feared the Lord and how great of an example that was. Knowing this, Pharaoh was beginning to make things worse and worse for God's people in Egypt. So in Exodus 122, where we find ourselves today, Pharaoh commanded that every Hebrew son who was born was to be cast into the Nile River. Can you imagine the horror of that? I'm a mom of two boys, so I don't even like to think about it. So knowing this, we're going to focus today on the two mothers of Moses, Jochebed and the daughter of Pharaoh. I'm going to go ahead and be honest and tell you that that is not how I thought that Jochebed's name was pronounced, but I got on Google and (laughs) had to listen to it. So I'm going to go ahead and admit that in the beginning of this podcast in case I get that wrong, but you'd probably do the same. You're right there with me. But two women... With nothing more in common than their love for the same baby boy, Moses. When you hear the name Moses, you likely remember the Red Sea parting or God giving him the Ten Commandments, the great leader that he was. But behind that great leader were these two moms, Jochebed and the daughter of Pharaoh, both having a huge part to play to raise Moses up so that he could ultimately help save God's people. First, we see in Exodus chapter two that Moses's mother, Jochebed, hid him for three months after he was born. And it'd be hard to hide a baby. I mean, they're crying and all the things, but she hid him for three months. And then when she could no longer keep it a secret, it says in the Bible that she took an ordinary basket made from reeds that grew by the river and coated it with tar to make it waterproof. She must have been a really wise and clever woman knowing that the basket would be well hidden by the reeds of the riverbank since it was the very same reeds that she used to make this basket. Jochebed was also courageous. She was risking her own life to save the life of her son. By first hiding him against Pharaoh's commands for those three months, I cannot imagine trying to hide a newborn for three months, and then trusting God, having faith over fear for when she had to place her baby boy into a basket in the very river that quite honestly, should have been his death place, according to Pharaoh's commands. But that's where she had to place him to keep him alive. And the Bible tells us that Moses's sister stayed by the riverbanks to watch what would happen to her little brother. And of course, it's by no chance that Pharaoh's daughter went to bathe at this very same moment and saw the basket. And she found a little Hebrew baby boy crying inside. And she could have thrown him into the river right there if she was listening to what her own father pharaoh had commanded she could have tossed moses into the nile river but she didn't she showed compassion this is where god's plan is coming into play and she became a part of the story that god was weaving together to ultimately one day save his people it's unlikely that pharaoh's daughter even knew the lord but still god chose to use her anyway moses's sister was obviously watching, probably hiding behind a tree or something. And she witnessed all of this happening. And she went up and asked Pharaoh's daughter if she wanted her to help find a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby, knowing all along, of course, that that person would be Moses's real mother, Jochebed. So once again, we see God's faithfulness right here that Jochebed was paid to nurse her own child. I mean, that's a pretty sweet deal. You know, that's great. And in Bible times, Moms actually nursed their kids for two to three years, I was researching. So I always like to imagine the sweet bedtime prayers and maybe some of the little songs and the the scriptures that Jochebed must have sang and spoken over Moses, rocking him late at night in those first sweet years that she had with him, knowing that God must have had a big plan for his life to have spared him in this way. So what can you and I learn from this story as moms? Two things come to mind. Number one, remember that sometimes you have to step out into the water. You have to step out into the water with courage and faith. It's not easy, you know, to choose faith over fear. It's a choice. And in our parenting, we have to learn to trust God even when we do not know the outcome. We don't know what's going to happen to our kids. You won't always know the answer to every hard question that your child asks. You won't always be the perfect role model for your kids. Or know everything that there is to know about the next stage of parenting. I mean, how could you? You could stress about that, but there's no need. You cannot know what's coming next. Only God knows. And God only asks for our faithfulness. He doesn't ask us to be perfect. He doesn't ask us to fear failing. But He just asks us to trust Him. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that He knows the plans that He has for our future. He knows the plans that He has for our kids' future, and that they are plans to give us hope and a future. that That's a faithful promise from God, that He promises that if we trust Him and if we believe that He has a future for us, that He will take care of us. And the second thing is, remember that God loves to use ordinary people to do the extraordinary. Just about every mom in the Bible that we've talked about so far teaches us this lesson, including Jochebed. And I think about Pharaoh's daughter. She wasn't necessarily ordinary, but she wasn't even given a name in the Bible. And so God used them both in different ways to give Moses life so that ultimately the plan for him was to grow up and to be a leader and to save God's people. And so they had a huge role in that. They were ordinary women that did extraordinary things. You know, social media, it has a way of doing this. I will be on there looking around and it makes you feel very ordinary or like you're not good enough or you don't have some of the things that other people have or the the same type of looking family or the same vacations or whatever it may be. But remember that God has chosen you to be the mom to the kids that he's placed in your life. And you never know. I mean, you could be raising the next president of the United States. You could be raising a preacher and you never dreamed that that would happen, that leads the world into a revival. You could be raising a scientist who finds a cure for cancer. And I mean, those are all like really big things, right? Or you could just be likely raising a little boy or a little girl that's going to be a mom or dad just like you are. And they're going to lead their kids to Jesus one day and continue to pass down the name of the Lord throughout generations in your family. And that's the most important thing that could happen, right? Ordinary is extraordinary when God gets involved. Adrian Rogers said, That's what God is all about, taking ordinary people and doing extraordinary things through them and then getting the glory to himself. This quote from Adrian Rogers came from a message that he preached on when we feel ordinary or we feel inferior. And I think that as moms a lot of times we can we can find ourselves feeling like that. But God does extraordinary things with ordinary people and we need to remember that. As we've learned that from all these moms of the Bible that we've been talking about for months of time now. So I'm going to include that link to this sermon in the show notes. It might be something that you listen to on a walk or a jog one day or part of your quiet time that I think will really encourage you. So after listening to this devotional today, can you think of a mom friend that you have that might be struggling? I have a challenge for you. Whether it's a first time mom or a seasoned mom, I think that as women, as mothers, we can all use encouragement. So I'd love to see you share this podcast with her and remind her that even though she might feel inferior or she might feel like she doesn't know what's going to happen next with whatever situation she's finding herself in, that the Lord wants to use her in extraordinary ways in the lives of her children and that she is the mom to the kids that God has given her for a reason. Maybe even fill a basket up like we talked about in the beginning of this podcast with some goodies, maybe some candles or some sweets or something like that or offer to take her dinner since today has been all about baskets and then just go knock on her door and ask how you can pray for her. You never know what the Lord can do with just a small gesture or some small encouragement. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, there are two ways that you can help more moms find this ministry. First, leave a quick podcast review. That helps so much. And second, share this episode with your mom friends on social media and be sure to tag us. This will help so much. And to catch all the latest, you can follow me on Faithful31Moms on Instagram. And we put out all the new and latest podcasts on the moms of the Bible that I've been referring to in this podcast. So thank you for listening again, and I hope that you have a blessed day.